Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snowett. This is episode 275. Recorded before the last podcast, but edited after. It's out of order. We're going to Columbus, Ohio on our annual road trip. Columbus was mostly boarded up downtown. It was hot and dry, and people blew up fireworks the entire time it was dark out. I've never been in a war zone, but I imagine that's what a war zone sounds like. 360 degrees of explosions. So sit back and relax. You're going to go hear about my... Stressful time trying to find a fish in Columbus, Ohio. We got a road trip the next morning to Columbus, Ohio for the annual July 4th. There's going to be no parade. We're not going out to restaurants or bars. We are not socializing with friends and relatives. This is just a, we're going to Columbus, we're hanging out with the family, and we're going to come home right after. I need a break. My shoulders hurt from rowing. My hands are tired from undoing knots. The fishing hasn't been as great as it should be. It's been dry. We need the rain in D.C. The grass is stopping to grow, which is cool. My garden needs to be watered, which is not cool. Algae's coming in thick, a little thicker than earlier, and fish just seem to be not biting as much with the heat wave. It's expected to be much hotter in Columbus, and I've just packed some carp bugs, some smallmouth flies, some stuff for muskie, and a couple of rods and reels, and I'm going to go see if I can't find myself a fish taking a break from the in-laws. I'm going to give myself a break from the kid, let someone else watch our kid for a bit. Hopefully the wife gets to go on some long walks or do whatever she's going to do to enjoy some time by herself. So this trip is going to be all about trying to wet wade for some fish in downtown Columbus over the July 4th weekend. 
and it hasn't rained there in a while, and the river levels look good. So hopefully I can recreate the carp fishing the last couple of years. Last two years, I haven't been able to do it. Three or four years ago, it was awesome. So let's go see if I can throw some crayfish and try to get myself a carp. Well, at this point, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stand right here on the shores of the Olentangy on July 4th as an egret flies over me. I'm going to wait for the fish to come to me. Been walking about an hour. It's almost 90 degrees and 11 o'clock in the morning. It's a beautiful day. There's hardly any clouds out. This is the lowest this river has been in four years of coming down here to do carp fishing. The problem is you can't see anything. It's stained anything over maybe shin deep. So I've been walking looking for fish. I found a small one downstream. That got spooked. Then I walked all the way up here to another spot and I walk in and there's one small carp and he gets spooked. Went upstream a little bit to fish some more and now I'm back here at a riffle with a nice pool where I'm hoping they come up onto the flats off of the deep water try and eat some of the crayfish that fill this river bottom. I'm gonna give this spot about 15 minutes and then I'm gonna go to another spot and then another spot and then get some tacos and cold beers and head back and start celebrating the 4th. I've got on my longer rubber-legged Jumbo John, which is a great carp fly for back in DC. I have not caught one up here with one. I usually use the Mike Dokuto Cree Bug. I've got my short 7 foot 11 inch rod, which is great. You can string it up while you're walking to the river. You don't have to put it down. My Hatch 7 Plus, my old Cortland Bass line, a short leader. And there's tons of people going by me on the river trail. No one's fishing except a guy down river. Caught one earlier. We'll see how today goes. If nothing else, I'm fishing right now, so I don't really care if I catch a fish. I don't have my kid. My wife is chilling somewhere. The grandparents have our kid. And today is our first day off since March. And I'm going to have fun, regardless if the fish are biting. I'm under a bridge. Let's catch you up with what's been going on. Now it is 12.53. I'm at my third spot. As I was walking out from that big hole where I last recorded, I passed a woman feeding a baby along the stream with some rods. Very strange to see that. And I asked her if she knew any other carp spots, and she said, hold on, these guys have the answers. Just then, two dudes rolled up. I felt a little bit better for this woman that she wasn't just like some single mom trying to catch food for the baby. I didn't know what was going on. They gave me a spot two miles away, a stocked pond full of carp and largemouth. So I wussed out on the drive over and used air conditioning. I'm pretty much out of water at this point, having walked a mile back to the car. I drive over there with the air conditioning and I get out, there's people everywhere, not a whole lot of masks, a couple people painting. And this pond has got what I would consider the nastiest algae bloom I've seen in the last week. And I saw a pretty nasty one at Cook Lake in Alexandria. This one in Columbus was disgusting. It looked like as if bile could grow algae. Couple largemouth in the shallows in that bile nasty algae wouldn't bite a thing. 
the carp are all under the bridge, wouldn't bite a thing. At this point, I'm throwing a pink wormy. It's rather melted, so if I get one fish, that fly is maybe done. That place is disgusting. I just had to pack it up and come up here to the spillway. I pull over at a gas station right when I get off at Gemini Place, and I go in and get some sunflower seeds because we forgot the snack bag. So we forgot all of our nibbles and vittles for the ride up and to snack on in my in-laws. Because you can imagine, my Russian in-laws have nothing you want to snack on. I get a big old can of Dos Equis. I pull in here, I crack that, and I cool off. And I come down after I, I drink my big beer, my cerveza grande, and I walk up and I see a muskie at my feet, three feet long. I try to take a picture, don't know if it'll work. I sight cast a more largemouth, just like the ones in the bio pond. Absolutely nothing. I got some bluegills and some smaller sunfish family members here tugging on the worm. But nothing's really looking at it. Maybe they're taking the day off for July 4th. I don't know. I did forget all the sunflower seeds I bought up at that gas station. Remember, my bad habits are Coca-Cola, sunflower seeds. I got Taco Bell seasoned, and I got Zesty Ranch. And I should be eating sunflower seeds right now to replenish the salt in my body. But I'm sitting under a bridge right now watching a couple bluegill in the sun. I'm going to fish about 25 more yards downstream. I'm going to go back to my car and get my Potomac River box, and I've got some herring flies and what Remick would call like a jiggums. Not as big as a Remick Smothers jiggums, but they're pretty big. And I'm gonna go try and toss those maybe at a muskie. And then I'm gonna go find tacos, and I'm rolling home, and I'm gonna drink cold beer and read and chill. That is my plan. It is now 12.57, it's nearly a full moon. It's about 92 degrees outside. There's a slight wind, the clouds are building. I'm having a good time. I'm not catching fish, but I'm having a good time. I filled my wellies. And by the way, I look ridiculous right now. I've got my, my old wellies, which don't even close, so they're open at the top, which is why they filled with water. I got my dude capris on, camo hoodie, gloves, and a different color camo buff. And my hair's been cut, so I don't have the crazy man hair. My brother said I look like the dude in Forrest Gump who gave Forrest Gump the microphone at the Lincoln Memorial. Guy had maybe a red, white, and blue shirt on. That's what I looked like a week ago. Hair's all cut off, but I still look ridiculous. And one of the moms in the neighborhood decided to try and bust my chops about my pants, asking me if these are my wife's. Didn't go over well. She's not funny. If one of the dads had said it, acceptable. This lady, not so much. So I'm going to walk down, fish a bit. There's plenty of water willows that they might have some smallmouth hanging out in. There's a deep plunge pool. A fish just jumped to my right. You can hear cars overhead. Let's keep at this. You know, what have I got to lose today? I got to be back by four, and it's 12:58. Hang in there. We'll see if I catch a fish. Hypothesis: Fish in Columbus, Ohio, do not eat the wormies. It is 11:08. I just released about a three-quarter pound to one-pound smallmouth sight cast to with the snow white damsel i cut off the worm decided to put on something i could see in this clear water through to maybe some kind of buffalo or sucker through to a large mouth through a couple bluegill 
and then two smallies appear. And I cast out, swing in front of them, twitch, and slurped it up. Got it on the reel, landed it. That's my biggest smallmouth in so long. I am so stoked. I am, I'm done for the day. I could go back to the house, but I'm gonna fish a little bit longer. It's amazing what that itty little, bitty tiny size 10 hook will catch. And I'm gonna keep fishing here for at least one more hour, and then I'm gonna enjoy my Taco Bell meal. I'm gonna do four crunchy beef tacos and one burrito with lots of hot sauce and the biggest ice water they can get me. That was awesome. I'm truly excited catching a smallmouth sight casting like that. Really is what fly fishing is meant to be. So we got another lefty with us. Where are you from? I'm from right outside of Cleveland, Ohio in North Ridgeville. We're sitting here on the banks of Alum Creek. Alum Creek Dam, right below the dam. And we're both looking for muskie. Yep, we, um, I've seen a couple virgin to this, so um, I've seen them, I've watched videos, and I think it's time to break my cherry here. And as a rod builder, you don't got a, a 10 weight or anything ready, you brought some spinning gear for this day. Yeah, I brought spinning gear, but I do have an uh, 8 weight that I built in the car, so I might bring that out. I don't know if I'm undergunning with that. We'll see, we'll see if anybody catches one, and I'll decide if I need to bring that thing out. But yeah, right now I, I got my uh, spinning gear out. And how'd you get into fly fishing? Was that through Eland Waters? Um, I got into fly fishing. Um, one of my neighbors, he's been fly fishing for years, and he got me into it. I bought all kinds of gear for steelhead. Steelhead se season came and went. We didn't go out, so I was like, you know, forget this. I'm going to sell everything. So I sold everything. Next season came around. He's like, dude, let's go. I'm like, I don't have my stuff anymore. So he kind of got me into it. And then I found out about Project Healing Waters. Um, I'm a disabled veteran, served 12 years in the Army. So I thought it would be a good way to give back to my fellow brothers and sisters. And which group or chapter are you with? I'm with Rocky River Chapter in, right outside of Cleveland. So we used to be the Cleveland Chapter, but we broke it into two sections. We have East and West. So we have um, another one out in Willoughby. So it's just easier for the the veterans to get to so we had people coming from oh, wait. at midway usa we know the ar-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern american history known for its modularity and widespread use it's often considered essential to any gun collection the essential things you need to run an ar-15 are usually always in stock during shortages things like magazines and 5.56 ammo whether you're looking to buy a new ar-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle Log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Is that bottom? Yeah. I got a bottom fish. Ah. I was getting excited. It's been a long time since I've seen a muskie up close. Yeah, I've never seen one up close. We hooked one by accident on a Jumbo John years ago. We think okay. it just swam through the line and got hooked. Yeah. So I would love to see one out of the water up close. Yeah, I, um, like I said, I've been watching videos this specific location and I know this location because I've I've fished it you know many a times I'm down here visiting family so I've fished this Christmas day freeze my ass off and yeah I just thought it'd be a good place to hang out and you're not the guy that used to be a professional darts player are you <laughs> that's top secret no I met a guy last year 
No. no. Okay. No. You never know. No, I, I guess if you get me a little bit uh, tipsy, I can start throwing the darts a little better than when I'm sober. No, we were waiting out here last year, and this guy's like, somehow we got into talking, and he's a professional darts player. It's like, that's pretty interesting. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So what's your method today to try and get a muskie out of here? Well, you know, I'm going to really use what I learned on that, those videos, top water, a lot of people use whopper floppers or just, you know, something top water, walk the dog. If I get frustrated with that, I'll go get my fly gear, I guess. You know, I this the spinning gear, I've been fly fishing maybe seven years and I used to spin fish all the time and I really don't pick up the spinning gear anymore. Um, I caught my first striper in May in 99 and I haven't touched a spinning rod really since. Yeah. That's all it took for me. Yeah, it's it was kind of difficult for me to pick it up but i figured in a spot like this though you, unless you got a boat in here you can't really throw it up there well i mean on this side of it being left-handed i can get it up there pretty far um that's one advantage to being on this side so i thought about going on the other side but then i thought you know no you're not gonna be able to cast so um so i took that into consideration where's a good sandwich spot around you to go to after you're done fishing for the day for lunch so back home around Cleveland, I fish a lot on Rocky River. So there's a little deli. It's, I think it's actually called the deli. It's right on top of, I think, Grayton Road. Sandwich shop, you know, they have little beer, drinks, and all that. So it's just a little shop that makes a, it makes a real good damn sandwich. I hear a lot about melt. The melt, yeah, that was the happening thing years ago. You know, I used to work at a hospital right next to um, the original melt, so we used to go over there a lot. But yeah, it's, it's a decent place. I haven't been there in years, so it just got, it's just really popular now, so it it's like waiting to get in. Nice. So, so what, what are the rest of your plans for today, the 4th of July? I'm going to fish a um, couple hours, and then I'm going to go back to the in-laws house and jump in the the saltwater pool. Oh my goodness. Do they have room? They do. Jeez. You got to bring beer though. I got, well, I just finished <laughs> one in my car. Yeah. Right, anybody you want to give shout outs to? You want to say your real name in case some of your friends might be listening from Healing Waters? Or yeah. Just fishing buddies? Yeah, definitely. Uh, my real name is Steve Marshall and I go by Lefty. That's um, a name that was given to me back in my youth and uh, playing baseball. So um, there was two Steves on the team and the coach said, Steve, I need you to go to center field. And we both looked at each other and gave the nod to each other. And we both ran out there to center field. And then the coach, you know, looked out there and he's like, what are you guys doing? And then from then he started calling me lefty. Right so it's not that I'm trying to imitate or copy anybody. That name's been with me since I've been 12, 13 years old. So yeah, a couple of shout outs. I'd love to give a shout out to not only my chapter of Project Healing Waters, but all of Project Healing Waters. It's such a great uh, program and I enjoy it tremendously. You know, just being there for my fellow brothers and sisters that have served and have been injured, it just means the world to me. So I live it, love it, and it's, it's, it's one of the best things going right now. It's, I can't say enough about it. I'm glad I bumped into you today. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, it's all right. Well, let's put the mic down. And let's do some fishing. Sounds good, man. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. Sunday morning, 
July 5th. I'm under an overpass right now because it's about 30 degrees cooler than what you find out in the sun. And I have been sight casting the carp unsuccessfully all morning. I got out around 11. It was 85 degrees. Now it is probably, I don't know, it's 113. So it's gotten much hotter. Drank most of my water. And I'm cooling off right now. I'm on the Scioto River at a spot I've been fishing for a couple years and you can see the carp out there but they're too deep to find out exactly where they're feeding at the time you have to follow and read the plumes of mud now the ones you can walk up to as soon as they see you they're gone and the only way I can really find them is by either seeing the mud plume in water which is too deep or sneaking up on them in the shallows right where it drops off a little bit in the deeper water and what I can tell is a carp is the orange top part of the dorsal fin. It's the only thing that gives them away in this stained water. It's the clearest water I've seen out here in a while. However, I'm not having any luck. I did catch one about eight or nine inch smallmouth on a Cree bug, and this water's a bit deeper, so I've been using the Cree bug with lead dumbbell eyes instead of number eight bead chain. So my plan now is to just cool off here, walk back to the car, I loaded up my Taco Bell cup yesterday with ice water, so I'm going to go plunder that right now. Head to another spot. If that sucks, I'm going to go find some other kind of takeout, and then I'm going to roll back to the house and see what other people are doing. They have to remember, everyone there is speaking Russian. I don't speak Russian, so I can't really follow along with anything. I'm not going to be rude to just sit there and watch TV the whole time because, well, I can do that when I get back home. Maybe we'll watch Hamilton again today. We didn't watch it yesterday. We tried to watch Sons of Liberty just to reinforce to everyone in the house how the American Revolution started. I highly suggest you watch that if you can find it. We don't have access to anything that is playing it. My wife's best friend is over on the front porch. They're hanging out, and I am going to now pack up and roll out to the other spot. It is sweltering hot, like I said. If I'm walking and the breeze is on me, it's great. If I stop to change my flyer do something i'm absolutely wiping sweat out of my eyes it's a hot one out here today thankfully this overpass has dropped the temperature there was one other angler out here trying in the shade and he got nothing on spin gear that's it i'm taking a break now let me pull my mask off i'm out in the wide open in the sun right now and i'm sitting waiting for a specific fish so I drive up here, drink about half that giant ice water in the car, which is just water. And I get out and I start walking down the river trail. And I decide instead of walking all the way down here to my normal starting spot, I'm going to climb in where I normally walk out of, which is over storm drain. And I walk down maybe 50 yards to where the deer was yesterday drinking. And there's a carp out in the middle feeding. And by the time I get my fly ready and pull line off the cast, it sees me and spooks. So I'm already off to a great start down here. And then I walk down and I come around the base of a bridge. You may hear some cars over me. And as I'm coming around the pylon, the base of it, about 15 feet in front of me is the biggest carp I've seen this trip. It is in a foot of water and it is just slurping stuff up it's mudding in front of me i can clearly see it i get my fly ready drop it two feet in front and one foot to the left and then as the fish starts moving forward 
I do a drag and drop and put the fly in front of it, and it turns. And I can't see what's going on because the water's still stained. I'm not actually fishing the main part of the river. This is a little side channel that's under the bridge in the deep water. This fish turns, and I'm watching, and I'm watching, and I've, my heart's racing. I got that gut feeling it's going to slurp up my little Cree bug, and the fight is going to be on. And then it swims past my fly. And I pick up and make another cast, and then it just glides off into that deep and disappears. So I walk downstream, maybe 75 yards, fly in hand. I decide maybe that fly needed to have some fighting claws on it. It just had zonker mouth parts. So I swap it out. I get one that's got a, an Orvis brass copper painted dumbbell eye on it. So it's a little bit lighter, a little less plunk sound when it lands. Tie that on, walking downstream, and I practically step on a very small carp. He gets spooked, swims away. I come back up here, look for this fish, nothing, I go back downstream. And now I'm sitting up here just waiting. I'm going to give this fish five minutes, and then I'm going to get Taco Bell. Now I kind of want to go get White Castle, but I need that cold iceberg lettuce and that cold cheese mixed in with the whatever animal product that is, and that taco shell crunch with the hot sauce. I'll do White Castle next time. I'm going to sit here, I'm going to wait out this fish. If nothing else, I probably lost two pounds just from sweating out here. The car was parked in the shade and said 101 when I got there. It's about 94 degrees right now. And there's no shade for me. So I got my hood up, about to put my face mask back on. Got my hatch hat, my costas, my gloves, my capris. I'm all covered up. Now I'm thinking maybe white and gray Patagonia camouflage be seen by these carp yesterday i didn't spook anything i had my bluish camo on there's another theory we could work about that's it i'm gonna sit here eat some sunflower seeds and wait well taco bell was actually pretty good i got five crunchy beef tacos a whole pile of hot sauce and i didn't know this until now you can get a big club soda at the drive-thru so I ate and drank on my way here, drive closer to the in-laws house to go fish a park near them. And I get here and I still got my Cree bug lined up. And I walk around this little man-made pond, those little fountains and drop-offs and bridges. And if yesterday that water was disgusting as all get out, today was pretty gross as well. And sorry, I'm distracted here. I'm packing up the car. So I walked around the edge of this pond once. Can't fish wormies because they're all melted, so I've still got my Cree bug. So I did one lap around. I saw one large mouth under a bridge. There's one shirtless man with a ponza fishing a scum frog looking thing. He's not doing anything. I get one small large mouth, little fingerling under that bridge. Finish my lap around, see nothing but bluegill, so I'm done. That's it for uh, two days of trying to get out of town and do a little fishing. I'm going to pack up my gear right now in the car, put the reel in its neoprene, get my rod back in its tube, get the flies put away, and head back to the house. I think there's kebabs tonight, which with nothing else probably, so I've got to go make sides. And that's a wrap. I don't think I have any other travel coming up in the foreseeable future. The trip 
to Michigan that I mentioned that got postponed. I'm assuming I never heard anything. No trip to Colorado. I don't even know if we're going to steelhead fish as a group this year. So that's it. I'm packing up. This is the last road trip of my foreseeable future. We might be going to the beach in a couple weeks, but that might change. So stay tuned for that trip. And we're going to hear about a guide who lives down that way coming up soon on the podcast. So thanks for listening to his two sweaty days in Ohio. I'm going to go drink an ice cold Modelo sitting in my cooler and maybe continue reading a little bit of The History of Salt by Kurlansky. That's it. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. podcast is brought to you by Freestone Productions at freestoneproductions.com. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.